We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, is it is it time? Are you ready for rapid fire? <laughs> Let's go! Woo! Vince with his all white Lane Kiffin esque look on. What will success look like for the Irish today in the Gator Bowl? Simple as that. Go. I guess I'll keep my answer pretty simple as well. Uh, a victory. I think that that's really what it boils down to at the end of the day. Of course, you want it to not be an ugly victory. You want to see guys. You know, some guys with guys being out, you want other guys to step up. You want to see, you know, be confident about Buckner, considering this is his, you know, first start in a long time. But all of those things are working towards the ultimate goal, um, and that's winning and, and coming out without uh, any major injuries. Right. Nothing crazy happening to Buckner, nothing happening just to guys who are your foundation kind of pieces along the team. I don't want any injuries um, and you want to see progression and ultimately a win. It's a tiered success for me. So number one by far is winning the game. And I, I frankly, I don't care how they win. Win the game, and that's a success. Now, if we go down to the next tier, it is Tyler Buckner playing well, right? Not going crazy, playing well, <laughs> and not getting hurt. That's my second tier. Maybe also on my second tier is the defensive front playing well. And that includes the linebackers. Whoever the linebacker, linebacking core happens to be, youth veterans whatever they need to get pressure they need to play well so those are my two like win is up here and then tyler buckner and the front playing well i have a lot of faith in the secondary they're going to play well regardless yeah. of whether brandon joseph is out there or not i think the secondary plays just fine i am not worried about the secondary i'm worried about the front seven i want them to play well so those are my second tiers this is a culmination of the end of year one the official year one for Marcus Freeman. If you if you want to combine the Fiesta Bowl, where is Marcus Freeman and what things look like Marcus Freeman? Where has that come in a calendar year since the Fiesta Bowl last year? Does Notre Dame go into this game looking like a well-oiled machine? Because again, you can be without your high-end key pieces, your NFL opt-outs and the like, but do they look like a competent, well-oiled machine in this game? Not making a lot of mistakes, you know, because again, South Carolina is the team that is missing way more players in this game between opt-outs and transfer portal guys than Notre Dame is. But does this look like, you know, like 
is it next man in? Can you can you plug the guy in? Can you keep on playing without it looking like just a mess and a bunch of mistakes out there? That's what I want to see. And you know, again, like I agree with your with your tears, Vince. Can Tyler Buckner come back, be the talented quarterback that we think yeah. that he is? Can he jump in here? Now, I would imagine there's going to be at least a little bit of early rust because I agree. there's there's a difference between getting a few weeks of practice leading up to the Gator Bowl, live reps or not, sure. not taking any hits. Can he jump in and go? And I think that, again, with the much improved offensive line that he didn't have early in the season and the running backs, the biggest asset that this the, – the two biggest assets that I think the offense has right now, that line and those running backs – can this look like a machine that is not going to miss a beat? What does Marcus Freeman look like as a head coach? How much has he grown as a head coach over the course of this season? Because he has shown that he can adjust from yeah. week to week. What's that look like now, a full calendar year later in his second bowl game? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So South Carolina head coach Shane Beamer said at his final pre-bowl press conference Thursday that they had discussions about, you know, would guys who entered the transfer portal, would they let them stay and play in their bowl? They ultimately <laughs> decided not to. So my question to you guys is, would you have wanted Drew Pine to stay around at Notre Dame, even though he was ultimately going to leave via the transfer portal? If you, okay. First of all, it shocks me that that was even a topic of conversation for South Carolina. Shocks me. You've been a head coach, Sean. I've been a head coach. I had a situation where a kid was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling it. I was like, okay, hey, love you. You're a great kid. Your gear needs to be turned in tomorrow. And I replaced him with a kid from the JV team that wanted to be there, right? That's how I would operate. If, If a kid comes to me, to my office and says, hey, coach, you know, I'm planning on transferring, you know, for whatever reason, whatever the whatever the case may be. And my situation was a totally amicable thing. It was like his second sport. He wanted to focus on his other sport. Awesome, right? For whatever reason, if you don't want to be a part of what we're doing, bye. You know, don't let the door hit you on the way out. There are plenty of guys that want your spot. There is no chance. If, if Drew Pine came to me and we had that conversation, Say I'm Marcus Freeman and I'm talking to Drew Pine and I'm being honest with him. We're bringing in a transfer quarterback. You know, this is what we're going to do. There's going to be an open competition, etc. And he's like, nah, I don't think this is going to be for me. Hey, man, thanks for everything you did for us. Uh, where's your swipe card for the Goog? Like, 
you're done. Like you're not part of the team anymore. Thank right. you. Thank you. It's been great, but no, you're done. And that's how I would handle it. I would not want him around. And if a kid, if a kid is going to transfer at the end of the season, and I thought that Drew Pine was going to transfer at the end of the season. Okay. But if we have that conversation and he tells me he's transferring, that's different. If he's all in and he's doing his thing and we haven't had that conversation, even though I think he might transfer at the end, you're you're good to be a part of everything we're doing. But as soon as you tell me that you're out, you're out. There's no halfways. Yeah, I'm going to – I like a lot of what Vince said there. If, if you come to the coaches and say that you're going to transfer, knowing that the season isn't over – yet then i don't i don't believe that you deserve to to be on the team anymore because you are making a point to want to be separated from everything but like if, if the situation was handled like someone like hartman who who waited obviously everyone knew that sam hartman was going to transfer and he's going to put his name in the transfer portal but he waited until after their bowl game to officially announce it so i think that's the route i would want to do as well if you know you're going to transfer um, then, and then you have two routes. You can either tell us now and you're not going to play anymore, or you can wait, you know, until after the bowl game is over and make your, you know, your decisions, um, after that. And then obviously it's easy to say now that, you know, Buckner is healthy. Um, but if Buckner wasn't healthy, I think it'd be a completely different answer too, because then are we, what are we looking at? Letting potentially and jelly be the starter, you know, for the bowl game. And so are you going to say no, that you wouldn't want pine to, to stick around and, and play out that bowl game? So it, there's just a lot of what ifs, but I, I like a lot of what Vince said. If, you, if you're going to leave and you know you're going to leave and, and you have the gumption to tell the coaches before the bowl game, then, yeah, I, you're not going to play. But if you handle it like someone like Hartman did where it's obvious, you know, you're going to transfer, but you wait until the season's over, you wait to, you know, finish out your business in the bowl game. And then you say, then obviously, yeah, I have no problem uh, with you playing. Yeah. You're either in or you're out. And yep. I used to have a boss, you know, who would who would say, if you're looking for another job someplace else, you're already gone. And, yep. you know, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. And it's no different here. And like even if you use last year as an example, when you had you know, Kyron Williams and, and Kyle Hamilton and, and those guys who decided that they were not going to play in a bowl game, they wanted to stay around and, and be around the team. And Marcus Freeman said, look, you know, that's not the way it's going to be. We've got to go with the guys we've got. We're moving on. And I think that that's how he would have taken it. You don't take a guy who has announced he is entering the transfer portal and say, oh, you know, you can be the number two guy or whatever. You know, like if if Drew Pine was giving you every indication that he was going to stick around and be around with the team, maybe after the spring he was going to make, you know, some kind of decision, whatever. But once you've announced that you're leaving, there's no reason to be around anymore. Yep. And and I'll also say that and I, this a little, I guess a little bit of a pushback to what Jesse was talking about. But if Tyler Buckner wasn't healthy and Drew Pine still told me as the head coach that he was out, baby, we're running with, with Steve Angeli. I'm sorry. He's now my starting quarterback because he wants to be here. Period. And you take your lumps as a team if that's the case. Like I it really has nothing to do with who the other quarterback was going to be. I wouldn't beg him. I'm sorry. I'm not begging you to stick around. If you want to be a part of it, awesome. Let's go. But if you don't, we're going to go with who wants to be here. Yep. Yep. Scale of 1 to 10, how big of a distraction do you think the Sam Hartman news this week has been to Notre Dame leading up to this bowl game? Um, This is a question of, to me, how good your head coach is because – if you have a good coach and you are in your bull prep 
then your good your coach is not going to allow for any outside distractions, right? Um, and so to me, I, I feel like Marcus Freeman is that kind of coach where we they he has them so focused on the bowl game and their preparation that uh, that they're kind of tune everything out. So I'm I'm pretty you know a four or five considering ten would be you know the biggest distraction in the world. I think it's pretty average. Like how people you know guys have Twitter. They're they're not stupid. They you know they scroll around in their off time and all that stuff. So it's it's definitely talked about. Uh, but to me, I don't think it's that huge of a distraction at the end of the day. I don't think it's a distraction at all. I, I would put it at like a one um, because they knew that there was going to be a transfer quarterback coming in. Whether it's Sam Hartman right. or otherwise, they knew this was coming. Like when this Pine is not... left, that was basically right. right. That's part of why, yeah, that's part of why we're having the conversation about Pine leaving to begin with. Hundred percent. And so, you know, Tyler Buckner knew somebody was going to be coming in, and he knew he was going to have an opportunity to play in this game, and you know, kind of strike first, if you will, in the quarterback competition. He knows there's going to be a competition. He knows somebody's going to be in, and if Sam Hartman was the plan for the Notre Dame staff all along. Do we really think that Tyler Buckner didn't know that? I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like they've been very open and transparent about this entire thing with the quarterback room. And so I don't think it's a distraction at all. They literally asked him about it in a press conference. Like he knows what's going on. He's not an idiot. He's just going to go out and play. Well, football. that's why the distraction question comes up. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I, about it in press and I just don't think that it matters. <laughs> I just don't think it matters in any way, shape or form. You're there's going to be competition. Okay. Starts a little early. Let's go. Let's see how you handle it. I think it's great yeah, because of that. Yeah. I put it at a one or a two. Like there, there's a reason that Notre Dame, assuming they know who is coming in, that they didn't want all this stuff leaking out before the bowl game because they wanted to contain it. And, you know, going back to what Jesse said, Sam Hartman didn't make his announcement before the Gasparilla Bowl, before Wake Forest Bowl against Missouri last week. He he put that off and he's being respectful, right. we believe, and not making his announcement before Notre Dame's game. You want to keep it contained as much as possible, but because of what Vince is talking about, the fact that they were up front with these guys Right, you know, within a week after the regular season ended, they were up front with Drew Pine and and Tyler Buckner and Steve Angel. You know, they told these guys we're looking to the transfer portal. This is going to happen. So they have known that it was going to happen. You didn't have a specific name attached to it. So I don't think it's been much of a distraction because of that. I, you know, and I guess we'll maybe find out today. You know, exactly what it looks like. You know, if if it go, goes out there and you do see a, a team that's disheveled then maybe your answer changes a little bit but I don't think we're going to see that and because of the fact that Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese and the staff was so upfront with these guys I don't I don't think that it has probably been much of a distraction at all yeah and I, I want to address a couple of the comments uh this one right here from Ed it says it wouldn't have worked out for Pine to stay for the bowl game either he's already found a spot at Arizona State he would have missed opportunities that is the biggest fallacy out there when it comes to the transfer portal the biggest fallacy there's guys working behind the scenes for these kids they pretty much know the big time kids and drew pine would be considered that because he was the starting quarterback at notre dame the big time kids know where they're going when they enter the transfer portal for the most part okay he could have very easily had a spot all sewn up at arizona state and still played in this game right. and not announced that he was entering the portal period you can use the Sam Hartman 
if you want to, depending on how things work out. If if he ends up coming to Notre Dame, then the news about him coming to Notre Dame that, that leaked about two weeks ago wasn't a big surprise, right? If he ends up going someplace else, then it was just a media thing that it got overblown, right? But look at Jordan Addison last year from Pitt, right? He knew where he was going before he entered the transfer. Before portal. he was ever in the transfer Come on portal, now. there was like, all this smoke blowing around, and Pat Narduzzi, Colin Lincoln Riley, and yeah. you know all this different like, stuff on, before man. his name was ever in the yes. portal. Drew Pine would have had every single opportunity to go wherever he needed to go and still played in this game. So anybody that thinks that's not the case, and they just don't understand how things work, and you can call it tampering, you can call it whatever you want, which it is, it is, but it's everybody's doing it okay there's no rules and there's no enforcement of said rules sad but true yes absolutely guys notre dame has this tradition as we all know of putting names on their jerseys for the bowl game would you rather them do the names on the jerseys or wear green for the bowl games which would you like to see be the tradition going forward uh, I ultimately don't care about the names on the last uh, on on the back of the jersey because they do it the entire year. The only time they do it is in the bowl game, just so I think that people kind of watching outside of the regular fan base can, you know, know who players are essentially, and it's, it's just advertising for the bowl game, in my opinion. So I'm 100% on board with the green. Um, I think that the bowl game should definitely have, or sorry, bowl jerseys should have a little bit of a flair to them, kind of a little bit of a reward for the bowl game. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just different. If that's the route that you want to go, I think it, putting green into the jerseys is far more cool than uh, having last names on the back of the jersey. I want both. They put names on the back of the green jerseys this year. So I want both. I'm taking it all. I'm not taking either or. <laughs> I'm taking them both. Put the greens on that have the names on the back. And let's go. Yeah, I was looking at a comment. Sorry. But, yeah, I <laughs> – I could take both. If I had to choose between one, I would take the green. I, I love seeing them wear green more too. often. I think the bowl game would be the perfect opportunity to do it because then, you know, you wear blue predominantly with the exception of the one green jersey game that right. they've had, and they've not done it very often. And, of course, you've got the Shamrock Series game as well in 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 this era where you have so many different schools with so many alternate uniforms and stuff like that. Green is still part of the tradition of Notre Dame. There's a lot of people outside Notre Dame who think green before they think blue and gold. You know, they think green yeah, and absolutely. gold. And I think it would look awesome. You know, like you remember not just the the Jerome Bettis Florida Gator Sugar Bowl 92, like not just because of yeah, the fact that they ran over Florida, you know, and the whole quote from Lou Holtz after the game, you know, why, you know, who's more deserving of of being in the bowl Cheerios or, or no, you know, like Cheerios belong in the bowl or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact quote off the top of my head, but my point is you remember that in part because of the fact that they, that they had the green numbers with the white jerseys. I would much prefer to see the green than the names. If I had to choose one or the other, I love the green jerseys, man. I, I do I, too. People are oh green. Oh, we always lose. No, they don't always lose in green jerseys. That is also a fallacy a fallacy that's not the case man bring the greens let's go and yes they're wearing white uh notre dame is the away team today they are wearing white and uh, i don't know what south carolina's wearing they're black or they're red or because they've got all i saw the helmet that teams. they had it looked like had a black like helmet. A grayish helmet that they, oh, they had a grayish they had. helmet Ooh. so that yeah. kind of dig teams that have like 
multitude of uniforms. And speaking of uniforms, Washington's uniforms last night, they were great. I missed that. I didn't I know get you were on a plane, it. I'm sure. Yeah. They had like the mirrored helmet and it was it was tight. I liked it. All right. I always think purple is a good look. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agreed. Agree. Couple Tyler Buckner props for this okay. game. Over under 16 and a half pass attempts for Buckner today. That's a big smash on the over. Yeah, me too. I think it's I think it's a big over. Is it well. too low? What if I said 19 and a half? I think he gets into the 20s. Yeah, I think low 20s is where is the sweet spot. I don't think he gets over 24, 25 area. I could see 23 at like mm-hmm. the maximum. I it's just gonna be man to man a lot today. And if they're not throwing the ball, they're not doing what they need to be doing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. There he's going to have to throw some early on to at least loosen up that South Carolina defense yes. because the way Notre Dame runs the ball, you would expect them to load it up, make a guy who hasn't played in almost four months come out and 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 have to show something with his arm. So I agree. It's going to have to be over. But again, I don't, I don't think it's going to approach like the 30 range, but I think no. it'll be if it does, right around low 20s. If, if, yeah, if, it, if, it's, in the, if it's in the 30s, time. that's not good news for Notre Dame, I don't think. Yeah, and then New Irish Five. How many touchdowns does Tyler Buckner run for today? Ooh. One. Look at that. Identical. That's what I say, too. I think he gets yeah. one. That's what I've got as well. Scale of 1 to 10, what chance do you give the Irish to have their first 100-yard wide receiver of the season today? Not good. Uh, <laughs> and, and that, no Michael Mayer. That, that, that's not a condemnation on Tyler Buckner. I just think he's going to be spreading the ball out a little bit more. So, yeah, I agree with Irish Blooded. I'm going to go with a six. I think there's a possibility, but I don't think it's a strong possibility. So I will give it a six. Come on, Vince. It's going to be an eight. Uh, it, it's either going to be Merriweather or Thomas. Someone's taking over today. I saw it early uh, earlier in the chat, um, and it's something I mentioned a couple uh, a week ago or so. They need someone needs to have their Miles Boykin game today and, and be set up for next year. This is this is a big game for Buckner, but this is also a big game for the wide receiver room. Who wants to step up and be Buckner's number one nope. next year? Uh, potentially, you know what so, I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. I know like, exactly what you're gonna we say. We all thought Lorenzo Styles was gonna be the guy this year, and he that had a great Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, it didn't pan out. So that again, this is why I don't buy into the oh. Gives you momentum into the offseason and all that kind of stuff. It puts a punctuation mark, you know, whatever you do in the bowl game on the season that you had, but yeah. then you have turnover and then you go into the offseason. And, you know, even something like that, it should have been such a slam dunk. Now, Lorenzo Styles ended up being the leading receiver for the season, but you definitely, based on the season that he had, you wouldn't call him an alpha dog type guy. But now, as to what we're going to see, Today, I think there's a greater chance that a guy like Chris Tyree has a 100-yard receiving game than maybe, you know, Tobias Merriweather or, you know, one of the receivers has a 100-yard receiving game. So I'm putting this a, a bit lower. I'm putting it at a three today. And there was something – there was something – where was it that I saw? Like Stymie put it at a 15%. I'm only putting Stymie's 15%. Because he's been trying to talk basketball throughout this show. And, Oof. you know, so I felt bad for him. <laughs> if you want, that's the only time we're going to say that word in this show today. Don't watch the two o'clock game if you want to be in a good mood going into the right. ball game. Period. Just don't do it. Just don't yes. do it. 
I'm sorry. Just make yourself a Notre Dame parlay <laughs> today. Speaking right. of receivers, over under one and a half receptions for Tobias Merriweather in today's game. Over, over, over. Way over. I'd put Way it at four over. and a half and still take right. the over. Way over. The guy's got one catch all year. It's, you know, we've got to have it, have it relatively <laughs> low, but I do think that he'll be over as well. Multiple receptions for Tobias Merriweather. The way that Tommy Reese has been talking about Tobias Merriweather throughout the bowl prep process makes me think he's going to be an integral part in the game plan, and they're going to get him the football, and he's got such a big catch radius. He is going to be, him and and Colsey are going to be Tyler Buckner's best friend today. You watch. Notre Dame is tied for number one in the nation with seven block kicks this season. South Carolina tied for third with six. Will there be more combined block kicks or turnovers in today's game? Okay. So I am very, we we really haven't talked about South Carolina's special teams and we haven't talked about Notre Dame's special teams in this, in this show, which are both like top notch, right? We're talking top five special teams programs in the country, which is awesome. I really dig this matchup because they are so good that they will also be able to defense the punt block. So I am going to say there's going to be more turnovers in this game than blocks, just because both teams are so good at special teams, they're not going to allow the other team to block a punt or a kick. Self-scout. Yep. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go with the big push of the day. I'm going to go zero, neutral, no turnovers, no block punts today. Wow. Clean, it's going to be that clean, huh? Clean game. We're going to see. Wow. I think if there's a turnover, we're going to see one Spencer Rattler interception. Well, yeah, one Spencer Rattler interception. I think there's <laughs> going to be more turnovers as well. I, like <laughs> these, are, these are two really good special teams coordinators, and I, I think it's good. I, I think blocking something today is going to be really hard to come by, even though, you know, like Clemson is one of the top block kick teams in the nation as well, and Notre Dame had – block against the Tigers in that game. But I don't think we're going to see any blocks today. No. I think it's going to be more about the turnovers in today's game. I want to throw out one of my I, – I, I concocted a last-second rapid-fire question okay. based off of the, the chat today. Over under 13.5 combined defensive snaps for Prince Colley and Jalen Sneed today. Ooh, combined? Goodness. Combined. Oh, over. Okay. Over, I think a lot probably of little a lot of nickel and dime well. will help those guys out. Yeah, yeah I, because uh, I, yeah, exactly because I, I think of the situation, the situational football that you could put those guys into. And I saw someone talking about you know running into Steve's <laughs> dad, you know at the at the tailgate or something today. And it's look, I, I respect parents. I'm a parent. You know, Vince is a parent. You know, Jesse is the son of a parent. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it's like. That can be a fine line, you know, like w- when you start listening, you know, it's like, oh, they've got inside information and stuff like that. You know, look, go back to Ball State a couple years ago. Think of all those backup players, parents who thought that their kid yeah. was going to get into that call. game. It still comes down to, you know, situations that give them some opportunities when you're reserved. As to Jesse's question, I think I'll take the over as well because of, again, like the, the nickel and dime situational packages that those guys can get into we all want to see them of course how much do. we do see them yeah I, I think they're i think they'll combine for over 13 and a half i think that's yeah, a I good too i think that's a good question though 
Good job. All right. Um, Some super chats to get to David competition breeds success. I think that that was back to, you know, talking about bringing in a quarterback and all that kind of stuff. I don't think anyone here is uh, going to disagree with that. Tyler Evans with a super chat favorite bowl game you've watched so far. I'll just agree with him and say Kansas, Arkansas. That turned out to be one of the most exciting, even if, you know, it wasn't exciting for a good chunk of the game when you end up with a triple overtime game that ends the way it does. So I, I agree. I'll, I'll go with Kansas, Arkansas, even though it didn't end the way I would have liked. What do you I got, got Kansas, Kansas, Arkansas tied with uh, North Carolina, Oregon. I thought that that, that North Carolina, Oregon game was great. I thought that the it sucks that it kind of came down to that, you know, penalty in the end zone working against North Carolina. But all I know is I made big stacks on North Carolina being 13 and a half point underdogs in that game. I thought that was completely ridiculous. I smashed them to cover that. And I even t- teased a little money line in there as well. But, you know, they, they snuck it out, uh, not snuck it out. Oregon snuck it out. But North Carolina made that game essentially what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a really good game, good quarterbacks, good offenses. I actually thought the points were going to be up a little bit more uh, but they weren't. So, yeah, I, I really liked that North Carolina-Oregon game as well. I've got to go with the only game I watched from start to finish uh, up to this <laughs> point, and that's North Carolina-Oregon. And it turned out to be a really good game. I mean, I wanted to see what uh, what Drake May would be able to do against Oregon, and, and he did not disappoint. And Bo Nix disappointed early and pulled it out in the end. So, I mean, it was a really, really good game. I really enjoyed watching that game. And I'll be watching more games starting today moving forward, but up to this, this weekend, point, the game tomorrow is going to be a veg day. Yeah. Vince, Vince is too good for those lower level bowl games. <laughs> yeah, they don't do anything for me. I'm sorry. They don't. By the I, way, I don't pity six and six team. Yeah. By the way, earlier this week, we were talking about that Carter Carls, our, our old friend Carter Carls, formerly of the South Bend Tribune, who works for the uh, Tallahassee, uh, What the, I can't remember the name of the newspaper, but the Tallahassee. newspaper down there he was covering the cheese it bowl remember we were talking about carter's tweet about his discovery that one cheese it is called a cheese it but multiple cheese it's are not called cheese it's they are called cheese it crackers that is the according to cheese it that is the plural of the cheese it crackers cheese it crackers Carter, for his tweet that went viral and started this whole conversation, was given a Cheez-It letter jacket What by the Cheez-It. It, it's a very sharp-looking jacket, and he posted a picture of it Are on Twitter. Are you serious? So, yeah. So so Carter made out like a bandit no in that kidding. whole Cheez-It conversation. Just yeah. by starting that conversation. Vince, it, you're a fan yes. of free things. Just start talking about some things. No kidding. I'm going to have to start making a list. I'm a huge fan of free stuff. Are you kidding me? I have five kids. I get nothing. I know. <laughs> nothing for free. Good looking jacket. Anthony, Man. first time he ever cheered and, for Florida State. And by the way, the announcers in yesterday's, in the Cheez-It Bowl, did not get that uh, memo about what a multitude of Cheez-It crackers are called. I believe that was about- Bob Wyshusen and Dan Orlovsky, if I'm not well, mistaken. They were talking about multiple Cheez-It crackers on many occasions, and they were called Cheez-Its. So I still go with Cheez-Its myself. Well, I'm not going to call them Cheez-It crackers. But I'll call uh, it Robert, crackers we were having the special teams jacket. conversation. Robert says, how about a fake punt? Haven't seen one in forever. And this is, you know, like 
being around special teams a little bit and, you know, being around football and talking to Brian Mason as well, like there are certain looks that you're, you're looking for when you line up to punt or kick or whatever it happens to be. You don't just willy nilly say, okay, now it's time, you numbers. know, to, to take a kick. There's yeah, there's, there's numbers, advantages and disadvantages you're looking for at the line yeah. of scrimmage. If you get this certain look, right. Then, okay. Now you're going to to try a fake potentially, you know, if the if the situation calls for it. And and Brian Mason has talked about they have had a lot of fakes in this year. They just haven't got the looks that they are uh, you know were looking for in the game, so they haven't pulled the trigger on them. So a lot of fakes are you, you develop in practice based off of what a team has shown you before. And so a good coach, essentially, if you're if you're not lazy and a good special teams coordinator you're going to be changing up your looks because guys are going to kind of develop fakes off of what you've given them. So yeah. the team's preparing for what you've already done and you come out with something new. The numbers don't line up. It's not what you practice and you essentially kind of just not, you, you abort any sort of uh, fake punts in abort. that situation. Abort. I agree. Um, some other super chats <clears throat> that I want to get in here before we wrap up in a few minutes, Christopher, Thank you for the super chat. No major comments besides all IB Nation. Have a happy new year. I see Notre Dame winning 36-21 and see Notre Dame with total offense of almost Holy 600 cow. yards. Let the youngsters ball out. Go Tyler B. We are indeed Go Irish. 600 yards. It's a lot of yards. You meant between both teams, right? Not just one team. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Man. A lot of and another super uh this was not a super chat from tim but uh wanted to get this in he said just have to say having lived in the region all my life being an irish fan since i was a boy this season has been the most enjoyable because of ib nation the context commentary etc thank you very much tim you appreciate it there's a lot of locals i'm finding out more locals than i would have realized who uh who tune in to our shows quite a bit so thank you for that Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.